I've alluded to and mentioned the fact before that I don't write my vocal melodies with my voice the vast majority of the time. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the five reasons I don't write my vocal melodies with my voice and why maybe that should prompt you to possibly consider not writing your vocal melodies with your voice, or at least not always writing your vocal melodies with your voice. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adela. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy week, out of your busy day, to talk songwriting with me. Thank you to those of you who have left kind reviews on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and wherever else you can leave reviews for podcasts. I appreciate that. If you haven't already and you've enjoyed this podcast in the past, that is a great way to help me out. Also, if you want 10 different ways to start writing a song, you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to check out my free guide at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. It'll give you 10 ways to start writing a song, five from a more lyrical standpoint, more thematic standpoint, and then five from a more musical standpoint, because ultimately one of the best ways to stay creatively fresh, in my opinion, or at least in my experience, is simply by not starting from the same place over and over again. Usually when songwriters get stuck, it's because they keep going to the same thing over and over again. They grab their guitar, start with a chord progression over and over and over. Eventually they start doing some of the same chord progressions. The chord progressions get tired. Eventually their songs start to sound the same because every single song is clearly based on an acoustic guitar written progression. And then that's usually where we get ourselves in trouble, both creatively when it comes to, you know, actually having songs that don't all sound the same, but also creatively in the sense that we often might find ourselves just creatively dry where we're like, I have nothing. I have nothing at all. And simply by changing up how we start writing a song, we can free ourselves of that and end up being creatively fresh once again. So be sure to check that out at songwritertheory.com slash freeguide. In this episode, we're talking about five reasons I don't write vocal melodies with my voice. And this is not to say that I don't use my voice at all. Of course, at some point, I will bring my voice into the writing process or at least into the verifying, hey, the melody I wrote, is it comfortable for my voice? Does it fit with my voice? Is it singable? All that kind of stuff. Reason number one, I don't write my vocal melodies with my voice is that my voice and probably your voice and everybody's voice naturally wants to do what is comfortable. The default position of just humans in general is doing what's most comfortable. People don't search for a new job despite being underpaid because it's a bit uncomfortable, right? They're comfortable in their job. They know where the coffee is. They know the different people. And even though they might not like all the people, they at least know what to expect. They know what their boss's expectations are for them. So even though they're stupid underpaid, they won't just go interview because, you know, maybe they're scared of, oh, interviewing, I haven't done that in a while, and they're afraid of change. And overall, it's just because it's a little bit uncomfortable, right? Very human thing. Or people watch more Netflix and play more video games than they do creating things because it's way easier and more comfortable to simply sit and watch and consume than it is to produce, 
right? It's it's work to produce. Me sitting and recording this podcast, you earlier today maybe or later today working on your songs, me hopefully later today working on songs. That takes more effort from us than it does for me tomorrow when I'm going to be watching uh, the first Sunday of the NFL season. Um, which I know you're probably listening thinking, wow, that's, it was a couple of weeks. Yes, I'm recording this ahead of time, <laughs> but, uh, and I'm pumped cause I love the NFL as if you're a long listener, you know, that I am a diehard Denver Broncos fan, uh, but they play Monday. But anyway, moral of the story is we default to what's comfortable. Every, every Sunday when I do sit down to watch football during the NFL season, it is much harder after I sit down and start watching football to get up and then be productive than it is the other way around, right? The second that I hit that comfortable couch or whatever, and it's football and I love it, it's it's so easy to just sit there, eat more food than I should, and watch. Very human and natural to want to stay at rest or go back to a state of rest, right? Even after you do you know, a three-mile run, hey, you did something, cool. From there, it's natural to then go back to resting, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to do my workout. Like, no, now I want to rest. And in a similar way, a voice usually naturally leans towards a more comfortable conversational melody when we simply improvise with our voice. It takes work for our voice to jump up a fifth or up a fourth, or up a sixth. And also, maybe your voice just isn't warmed up enough, which is another point I want to make, which is using your voice also limits you somewhat to how vocally warmed up you are. Right? If you're, if you're writing early in the morning, your voice might be totally fried and toast still, right? it hasn't, or it hasn't woken up yet, and that may affect how you write your melody. But really when you're warmed up and when your voice is in a condition that it would normally perform in, it might be then too low for your voice. Or on a day where you're particularly well warmed up, you might accidentally write something where it's actually above the normal range that you have and might be really pushing it for a normal performance. But without diving too deep into that part yet, in general... Even for talking, right? For talking, we revert back to what's comfortable. So when I record a podcast or when I write a, you know, record a video or whatever, it takes effort for me to not be monotone, right? Because the default for every human is to go back to being monotone, which if we translate that into singing, right? The default is to kind of stay in the same range and do something that's comfortable and to not inflect your voice so much and to just sort of talk like this or sing like this, right, where it's just kind of right there and it's just whatever, it's low energy, you know, low effort, it's easy to do. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to limit ourselves to that. So our voice is naturally going to want to do what's comfortable. So if we don't write with our voice, if we're not utilizing our voice when we're writing, we're not going to fall into that trap, right? If I'm writing a, the melody on a keyboard, how lazy my voice is has nothing to do with anything. And and you may say, oh, well, Joseph, maybe your hand is too lazy to go up a fifth. Like, okay, technically that could be the case, but like, that's not, that's not how it works. Like the difference between an energy of just going up a fifth with my right hand on a piano 
and a voice is worlds different. Worlds different. So, anyway, all to say, reason number one is that our voice naturally wants to do what's comfortable, but oftentimes a great melody is not something that is particularly comfortable. So, the best way to work around that, or a way to work around that, is to not actually write with our voice so that we don't fall into that trap. Reason number two, it's way harder to visualize a melody with my voice. Now, if you have perfect pitch, this probably doesn't apply to you. Now, I don't have perfect pitch, so I don't know. Um, But I imagine if you have perfect pitch and you know, oh, that was a B that just went to an E, that you can visualize, well, how far is it from a B to an E? I imagine. I don't really know. Again, I don't have perfect pitch. Or you might say, visualize, who cares? Why do I need to visualize a melody? And to that, I'd, I'd say that while visuals should never, ever be considered more important than sound, having a visual representation and being able to visualize a melody is an important tool in your melody writing toolbox. It's very easy to use your voice to write an entire melody and then realize it's kind of bland at the end, right? You're like, man, that, that melody never really went anywhere. It just kind of all stayed in the same place. It, it just, I don't know. It just, it felt meh. I, I listened to the whole song and the melody just was meh. And I don't know why. But if you saw the notation version of the melody, or if you played it on your piano or guitar or violin or trumpet or any other instrument where you can visualize, you can see like on the keyboard, like, oh, I went up a fifth. Oh, oh, wow, I really had to stretch my hand for that one. Or on a guitar, you see yourself changing strings, right? Or or a trumpet where I, I don't even, I don't play trumpet at all, so I feel like I shouldn't even, even try to go there. But it's probably easier for you to visualize how much higher you went because you're used to the visualization of here's how I play a C6 versus a, a D4 or whatever. I don't even know if, do trumpets go as low as D4? I don't I don't know. But if you see notation of your melody, or if you're playing it on an instrument where you can visualize, you can see, you know, how, how big of a leap you just did, or you can see the different notes you're playing and know, oh, I just went from a D to an A. Hey, that's a leap of a fifth then it's easy to realize, oh, this whole, this whole, the reason this melody is boring is the whole thing is within a fifth. The melody doesn't go anywhere or do much of anything. The pitch range of the melody and the chorus is basically the exact same as the verse. And then the bridge never really ups it. And then even in the finale, I, I just, it never goes anywhere. It just kind of sits in the same place. And when you're improvising with your voice, when you're writing with your voice, it's, it's going to be a lot harder to, to know that or realize that as you're writing it, because first, back to point one for a second, right? And to get your natural, your voice is naturally going to want to do what's comfortable. So most likely, it is going to be more uh, conversational of a melody, which isn't inherently bad. Conversational melodies can be a good thing, especially in certain parts of a song or for certain songs. Very often in verses, the the melody does tend to be more conversational. There's nothing wrong with that, but because of Again, point number one, naturally wanting to do what's comfortable, it's probably going to be more common that you're going to have conversational melody throughout. And then it's going to be hard to visualize why. What, what's wrong with this? Why does it feel super boring at the end of the day? 
Whereas if you wrote it on another instrument, if you have melodic notation, right? Maybe you recorded the piano part uh, with your keyboard into your recording software and you can literally see, oh yeah, I went up a sixth there. Okay, yeah, that's, that's part of why that melody got really interesting at that part. So way harder to visualize a melody when you are writing it with your voice. Reason number three. It is way harder to edit a melody when writing it with my voice. Now, just for a little background on this, I personally tend to record as I write, which is something that I have very often mentioned I highly encourage all of us to do. I won't get into all the reasons why here because that would be a whole episode in itself, and I'm pretty sure it literally is an episode in itself, so you can go check that out. But I record as I write. And I primarily use the keyboard as my songwriting weapon of choice, if you will. And this combination makes improvising and then editing my melody into something even better way easier. Because all I have to do is loop the part of the song that I might already have, right? Let's say it's a, a piano part that's meant to be the piano part. I record it, and then I can put it on loop in my recording software. It just goes over and over and over again. And now I record or just, you know, play on my keyboard, improvise until I come across something pretty good. And then maybe I hit record once I have something pretty good. So then I can record the melody, again, playing it with the keyboard while I'm listening to the actual piano part. And then I can go into the MIDI, which if you don't know what MIDI is, MIDI is basically just a data representation of notes. So it'll say how long you held the note, how long, how hard you hit the note, and what note it was, basically. So anytime you see like any sort of synth, keyboard, whatever, that that's what MIDI is. Um, so you can go into the MIDI and then edit it. I can move a note around, right? I can be like, what what if what if that that melodic note started a half beat sooner? What if that melodic note, you know, I see that I have straight rhythm here on the melody. What if I actually made it kind of syncopated? You know, you can make little adjustments. I can even say, you know, most of this five-note melody is pretty great. Uh, but but the high note of it, I, I wonder what it would sound like if instead of going up simply by a major second, it went up by a perfect fifth, right? Or what if it went down instead of going up? And you can literally just take the note and move it. And it will still sound great. Why? Because you recorded it probably with, well, some form of synth that is going to sound perfectly fine. You're not pitch shifting the recording technically. You just are changing the MIDI information so that it plays something totally different, which is different than what you would have to do with your voice, which is if you recorded your voice, you would have to, first of all, weirdly like cut it up and then push the rhythm around, which already would sound unnatural, especially if you're making your note, like elongating a note or something. And then if you pitch shift your vocal more than like one semitone, maybe two, it starts to sound real wonky real quick. And then, you know, if it does sound awkward and unnatural, it, it might possibly lead you to writing off a melodic idea just because you can't hear how good the idea is behind the wonky sound of the pitch shifted and time adjusted recording of your voice. And 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 just to say this for a moment, 
Because you might also say, well, I mean, you can just like re, like if you think the rhythm's a little off, you can re-sing it, but try a different rhythm. First of all, that's way easier said than done, right? Especially if you already have uh, that melody kind of stuck in your head, it's going to be hard to be like, okay, I got to sing it syncopated this time or whatever. It's way easier to just take MIDI and just shift it and and try different ideas and visually move something around until you edit it into something better than it is to keep performing it over and over again, making little changes like, oh, in this like seven note melody, let me just change how long I hold this in by half a beat, right? That's way easier said than done. And maybe if you're a really good vocalist and you're classically trained as a vocalist and all this stuff, maybe to you it's not. Uh, but for the vast majority of us, it is infinitely easier to record it via MIDI, especially. But you could do it with a guitar, too. But it's going to be better if it's something with MIDI, so probably a keyboard. And then you can literally edit one note at a time, right? You can try, oh, instead of going up uh, uh, a major second, I want to go up a major third. Or, you know, instead of going up a major second, I want to try going down instead by a minor second. And and you get quick feedback, right, on how it sounds. And the, and, and the best part, too, is sometimes when you're performing, right, so if you re-sing the melody, it can be hard to separate how much you enjoyed performing it versus how good it sounds because those two are not necessarily the same. It might have felt really good to sing, but maybe it's it might be a fun melody to sing but is not actually better as a melody to listen to. But if you just shift the MIDI, right, you're literally shifting the note, you're you're changing the rhythm, whatever it is, then you just listen back to it. There is, there's no bias that comes in from like, oh, but it felt good to move the MIDI note, right? Like that's not, and the MIDI note's already moved by the time you listen back to it. So, so you're not going to be made, you're not going to have this bias towards sort of how it felt to sing, which, you know, can be, I'm not saying you can't have that as a factor, right? Like. If you have two different versions of a melody and they both sound equally good to you, but one feels better to sing, okay, that's a good tiebreaker. But we should be primarily motivated by how something sounds, not by how something feels, at least in my opinion. So way harder to edit a melody. Not a, so I didn't say write a melody here, to edit a melody, right? Take a melody that you have and then edit the little nuances, whether it's rhythmically or with notes, try different notes, try changing just one note up way harder to add a melody when you are primarily writing that melody with your voice. Reason number four, my voice simply is not my strongest melody writing instrument. And it might not be yours either, especially for any of you who might be either a really good instrumentalist that is sort of, because um, a lot of people are like this, right? They're a really good guitarist. And eventually they kind of get bored at playing other people's songs and they're like, dang it, I, I want to write my own songs. Um, but you're not really much of a vocalist because you never really were a vocalist, right? You're primarily a guitarist and now you want to get into songwriting. And hey, maybe you are a great vocalist and that's that's great. But I'm just saying, for some of you, right, so, so, some of you are in a position where you're thinking, yeah, my voice is not exactly my best instrument. And in that case... Why require your voice to be what writes your vocal melody? The reason being just like, well, I'm eventually going to sing it with your voice is really not that great of a reason, right? Because you can write a, 
a melody with any instrument you want and then sing it to make sure you can sing it. It still feels good. It's still, um, you know, it still sounds good when you sing it, all that. It doesn't mean you have to write it with that, with that instrument, that instrument being your voice in this case. And for me, I, I just write better melodies at the piano. I, I just do, you know, piano was my first instrument. It's easily my strongest instruments. Probably, uh, maybe you could argue vocals, but probably piano is my strongest instrument. There's a d- debate to be had there, but, um, and, and overall the piano is a very melody driven instrument, right? Uh, mo- most people, when they take piano lessons, even when you first start piano lessons, usually what you have is, well, I, I can't pretend to remember the very first piano lesson. Probably the first one is literally you have your right hand only and you play a, a very simple melody. Right. And then I think they like have you do one note in the bass, you know, for the longest time. Right. So you hit one note in the bass and then you do a basic melody with your right hand or whatever. It's a very melody driven instrument with the way that most people learn, especially if you, you know, learned in a more classical way where you start that way. I hear that some people learn just via chords. That's hard for me to imagine. But, and if you're that person, then maybe this doesn't apply to you. But piano is a very melodic instrument. And, you know, the same can be true for you if maybe, you know, you're maybe you're new at guitar and you learned guitar or started to learn guitar, mostly so you could be a songwriter. But really in high school, you just played trumpet. That was your instrument. And you're very good at trumpet. Well, it might actually be better for you and more natural for you to write a melody utilizing your trumpet because you're so used to playing melodies with your trumpet. Maybe even back in the day you did some improvisation with your trumpet. And that's, of course, a very melodic instrument. Most instruments are melodic instruments probably, Um, you know, especially if uh, it's a band or orchestra instrument. All of those basically are melodic unless you're in the rhythm section. But for everybody else, right, a flute, an oboe, a French horn, a violin, viola, double bass even, cello, right? All of these instruments are very melody-driven. And even if you say, well, I always played a harmony part, okay, but but also you're playing one note at a time in a melodic way. Just because it happens to be a part of the harmony, that doesn't matter. So due to all this, I ultimately find that I write better melodies faster when I write them with my right hand at the piano. So I write better melodies and I write them faster when I'm at the piano. So that's what I write them with. Why artificially decide, oh, I have to write a vocal melody with my vo-? Why? Why? If I'm better at it with a piano, and then I just check and verify it's singable with my voice, and that it works with my voice as a future step, why would I not do that? Why would I artificially force myself to write a vocal melody with my voice if I write better vocal melodies with not my voice? And the same might be true for you. So be sure to at least try, at least try, especially if there's an instrument that is obvious to you that that is that you are better at playing melodies with or, or improvising melodies with than your voice. Try that, right? If you're a great guitarist, to go back to my first example in this section, and you can solo the living crap out of anything. You've been a lead guitarist a ton, and now you're like, you know what? I want to write my own songs. There's a very high chance that you 
wielding the weapon that you're so good at, that being your electric guitar and doing some sweet solos, there's a high chance that you're going to write some killer melodies, some killer vocal melodies with the guitar faster and end up writing better ones than if you force yourself to actually write your vocal melody with your voice. And again, don't be afraid to pull out an old instrument like the flute you used to play in high school. If now, you know, you picked up the guitar, the ukulele to be a songwriter because you can't play flute and sing at the same time. Um, so you're not going to be a flautist songwriter. You're going to be a guitarist songwriter, or a ukulele songwriter or whatever. Uh, but don't be afraid to pull out that instrument for the melody writing part. And then lastly, the last reason I don't write my vocal melodies with my voice is I don't have to. Some of you may be thinking, but I can't write a vocal melody by soloing with my guitar while playing the chord progression I've already written. Or, but I can't play my piano part while improvising a melody with a third hand that I don't have. And you're right. But that is why you record the part you've already written. And you don't need any software for this. You don't need, first of all, you can get Reaper for free, which I've said a lot of times, but I'll say it again. Reaper is free. I believe it It definitely works on PC. I am a PC person uh, and I'm 98% certain that is for Mac as well. Go get Reaper. It's free. And then I've talked about this before too. You can go look up Recording Revolution on YouTube. I think that specifically he has a video about like $200 you know, buy all the recording equipment you need. You certainly can have a pretty nice setup, recording setup for 500 bucks and then be done forever. I haven't spent a dime on anything recording for music in like 10 years because it all stays good for a long, long time. So I haven't paid a dime in 10 years. And most of my equipment pr probably adds up to, it adds up to more than 500, but it's not more than 2000. And again, you don't even need that level of stuff. So regardless, regardless, you can just take out your phone, which has free recorders on it usually. And if not, you can download a free recorder. So I believe an iPhone has one built in. I don't think Android does, but I went and downloaded one or maybe maybe I'm reversing them. I don't know. But uh, anyway, you can record yourself playing the guitar part or the piano part. You know, and just loop it for like two to five minutes, right? Like just just play it over and over and over again. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? That's because that's not that's not the point. This isn't meant to be the final recording that you're going to release to people. This is literally just so that you can then play it back after you've recorded it, listen back, and then improvise while you're listening back. So you can write a guitar part, record it. Record, you know, loop yourself playing it two to five minutes. Just play it over and over for two to five minutes. Record it. Then you can listen back to it, put headphones on or don't, whatever, doesn't matter. And then come up with another guitar part that actually fits with it. So now you've written two guitar parts that you couldn't play at the same time and you've started to build a song, right? And now you can, you can record. Now this is where recording software would be helpful, right? Because then you can literally just record one over the other and then you literally have two tracks and now you can put in a third track admittedly this is where a phone would fall short if you want to go this deep uh well, although there's probably like 
crappy recording software on a phone that you still could get this to work. But anyway, we're getting too deep into the, into the weeds with this one. But the idea is, in general, you'll write better melodies simply by only forcing your brain to concentrate on one thing at a time anyway. So even if you were to use your voice to write your vocal melody and the chord progression or, you know, the main part that you're writing this melody on top of, you wrote with the piano. So you can sing and play piano at the same time, right? But it still is probably going to come out as a better melody if you don't force yourself to do that because there's no reason to do that, right? So just record that piano part and then, you know, listen back to it and try and then your brain only has to concentrate on improvising a, a vocal melody on top of it. So even if you are still going to use your voice, you should still do this. Because then it, I mean this is the same reason and we've talked about this recently, but this is the same reason that in the lifetime of a band, almost always, even if the lead singer starts as an instrumentalist, very often they're like the second guitarist, right? The, the rhythm guitarist, as they're often called. Eventually that four-piece band becomes a five-piece band. And there's another guitarist, and now the lead singer just sings. Why is that? Well, because it's easier for the lead singer to absolutely slay at the vocals when they don't have to also concentrate or have some part of their brain thinking about the guitar part they're playing or the piano part they're playing. This is why this usually happens. It doesn't always happen, right? And especially if the, the singer is an elite instrumentalist, like, say, Matt Bellamy with Muse or something. So it doesn't always happen. But very commonly, this is what happens, right? It's a four-piece. The singer has to play a guitar or some other instrument, but usually guitar. But eventually, they turn into a five-piece, and the singer stops playing an instrument for most of the songs. And then, you know, maybe plays in a, once in a while, they need an acoustic guitar as well as two electric guitars. So he plays the acoustic for that one song or whatever. Very common. And again, it's for the same reason that we would want to not force ourselves to improvise our vocal melody with our voice while playing our piano part or guitar part. So ultimately, using that same process, which is just record it so that you only have to concentrate your brain on the writing process, you're not playing while writing, you might as well just not write with your voice. You might as well write with whatever instrument is going to be best for writing a melody. Because you don't have to. Nobody made a rule where you have to play the chord progression that you came up with while improvising with your voice on top of it to write a melody. And it's going to be easier if you, at the very least, record that chord progression and then just sing. That way you're only concentrating on one thing. And then you can make it even easier if you then use your old flute or if you're a great guitarist, use the guitar again. Or maybe you're decent enough at poking out melodies on the piano. You go over to the piano and then write the melody with that. So, five reasons I don't write my vocal melodies with my voice. One, my voice naturally wants to do what's comfortable, and that is often not what is best for melodies. Number two, it's way harder to visualize a melody with my voice, and oftentimes when you can visualize a melody... You can see some possible problems with it or figure out why it's boring. And sometimes the visual element is just a helpful tool 
to write something more interesting because then you have the visual element and not just the auditory element. And the visual element usually, you know, is, is coupled with it. You can see like, oh, it went up by a fifth because I literally went up by a fifth on the piano or whatever it might be. It's harder to edit a melody with my voice. And you've heard me say before, if you've been a listener, that writing is editing. The vast majority of the final product's quality is based on what we do in the editing process, not in the writing process. So editing is super important. So ultimately, it's going to make editing way easier, specifically editing a melody way easier if we are writing it specifically with something that has that would leverage MIDI. So specifically with a keyboard of some kind would be most ideal, but also would be easier with a guitar as well. My voice isn't my strongest melody writing instrument, and it might not be yours either. You might be better at writing melodies with an instrument that maybe is your first instrument you ever learned, or with piano if you're a pianist, etc. Or hey, if you're really good at guitar, it's definitely possible that you would write better, uh, better, better melodies with your guitar than you would your voice as well. And simply, the last one, yeah, it's simple, but I think. You know, it's it's important to remember, I don't have to, and neither do you. There's no rule that says we need to write our vocal melodies with our voice, and there never will be. And if you did think there was a rule, or if you just kind of treat it like there's a rule, look, I get it. it I, I think I went a little while in my songwriting uh, journey before I realized, wait, I'm I'm way better at writing with this piano thing. I'm just I'm a better writer at the piano. Why am I forcing myself to use my voice to write my vocal melodies? I write better ones at the piano. So, so why, why force it? There's no reason, uh, or at least no, no good reason outside of just, you know, certain ideas in my head or rules in my head that of course are totally made up. So hopefully this was helpful to you. If you want to get started, jump started on some songwriting now that, now that you know, Hey, there are some maybe good reasons to possibly consider not writing your vocal melodies with your voice or at least to not write all your vocal melodies with your voice and try some different things. Because, hey, for you, it might be the case that writing vocal melodies with your voice is the right way to go. I don't mean this to be prescriptive as a, everybody should do this. It's going to depend on who you are. If you you know, are a vocalist first and foremost, then you probably will want to write your vocal melody with your voice most of the time. If, you know, you're just sort of an okay guitarist and you don't really do scales and soloing or not very well, and you're an okay vocalist, well, if you put those two together, probably, again, you're in the category where your best melody writing tool is probably your voice. If you're an elite guitarist or if you're even a pedestrian pianist, because, again, piano you know, to learn melody playing on piano is like day one. For guitar, you can play guitar for like four or five years or take lessons for four or five years and never get particularly good at soloing, which would be the melodic, you know, concept on guitar. So, uh, and you know, obviously if you're elite at drums, that that just doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't help with melody writing at all. Um, so it depends on what what instruments you are good at. So this is not prescriptive, but 
an encouragement that, hey, it might also be true for you that it's worth exploring writing vocal melodies with something other than your voice. And you may find, as I have, that there is another specific instrument that you are definitely better at writing vocal melodies with than your voice, in which case, hey, go do that. Don't don't have this fake made-up rule in your head that I used to have that, um, you know, ah, it's a vocal melody. I got to write it with my voice because it doesn't exist. So go out, start writing a song, grab the free guide, songwritertheory.com slash free guide for 10 different ways to start writing a song, five from a more thematic, lyrical standpoint, and five from a musical standpoint. And when you're writing your vocal melody, try, try to write your vocal melody with something other than your voice. That's my challenge to you for the week. No matter what instruments you play, try to start writing a melody with some instrument other than your voice. I don't care if it's a bass guitar, a flute, a piccolo, a piano. I do not care. Just whatever instrument you play, go ahead and give it a try. You may be super pleasantly surprised by the results. I hope you are. But either way, I will talk to you in the next one.